You had a good dinner? Um, uh, no, I'm having that after, after, after oh. this. Oh, dude, wow, okay. Go, well, because it's only, it's only 5.30, it's only 5.30 here. That's so, true, but still, yeah. I have to eat at 5.30 or else I'm <laughs> not a happy camper. I, I just, like, burn through food too fast, it's like a dangerous mm. game. And I always I'm have a, a big snack on my drive home, too, but I'm still hungry by the time I get home. I'm a weird meal eater because I'm the type of person that, like, forgets to eat, and then, <gasps> I know, it's not great, but I, like, forget to eat, and then... I'll realize at like 9 p.m. that I haven't eaten anything since like breakfast. And I was like, I should eat a sandwich or something. But I'm I'm, I'm going grocery shopping after we're done here. And I'm going to make, I think, uh, I'm going to attempt to make some sushi at home. So. Wow. Yeah. That sounds classy. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying my best. Listen, I'm, I'm a classy, I'm a classy, I'm a classy. What is the opposite? What's like the male equivalent of like a classy broad? Like you said, like in the 50s, they say, oh, she's a classy broad. Like, what would you say? Yeah, it, it has to be kind of 20s-ish, huh? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm a classy uh, jock. Gent? I say, I gent, gent, uh, gent. Gent? Gent doesn't, sound, gent doesn't mm. sound demeaning enough. Like, broad What's is the... not a very nice Dandy? <laughs> a what? Dandy? Dandy. D-A-N-D-Y. Yeah, that's like someone like... Ah, oh, look at that Yeah, that sounds fun. Dateline Mount Fuji. We're here on Amusements Box, ready to talk about some type of some type of uh, entertainment property. Huh, see? That, well, now you're getting a little gangstery. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> getting a little Waluigi there. Wow, oh, Waluigi my God. I just remembered... One. Remember our WWE theme park, how Waluigi had a... Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. Such a, <laughs> that was such a random like. I have no idea because was it? I was doing an impression of like. I I want to say like maybe Vince McMahon. It was really bad. Yes, it, into it was. Wow, it was, yeah. and it kept like evolving. Like as like when you first did it, I think you were taking it very seriously. Like here's what Vince McMahon actually sounds like, and by the end you were like shorthand. We all know the impression. Blah blah blah, and it just evolved into Waluigi. Um, or Wario, I can't recall who it was, but it was, it was uh, whatever. Definitely, knowing me, it was definitely Waluigi. I sure hope so. Um, but yeah, I remember <laughs> that that was like a really fun part in editing the podcast. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot about this. <laughs> it was, <laughs> and it then was, it just it came was fun up. To listen back to and like be like, oh right, that was a thing that I I did. <laughs> oh man, I put in dumb things to to entertain myself when I'm editing. Like um, <laughs> there was one on the like. Uh, uh, um atlantis like the the 90s disney uh yeah yeah one of the most one of the most underrated disney movies of all time absolutely of all time um there was a part where i was talking about the lighting and i said like it was lit blah 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 uh, (coughs) meaning like lit like a theatrical term and then i edited in a little like clip of travis scott saying it's lit and it it cracked (laughs) me up so much in the edit that i was like i have to leave this in even if nobody else likes it it made me laugh so much that i love when i listen back like that with like with like youtube like the youtube videos is like my favorite thing about youtube videos is like the jump cuts and the sight gags that like i'm not i'm not entirely sure anybody except for me are gonna think it's funny but like who else are you doing it for except for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I like that your thumbnails always have like so much like intrigue there's, there's, going on. There's so much going on. I well, so I used to like when I first started the channel, um, I used to um, like stage pictures and like take HD pictures and then cut those yeah. out and paste them in. And then I and then I realized at some point down the line that the videos themselves have much better like like actual like 
thumbnails actual from reactions. the reactions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I started I started taking screenshots from the videos and, and cutting those out instead. And I'm, I'm much awesome. happier with that. <laughs> I think your thumbnails will age very well compared to my YouTube, which I haven't posted anything in probably two years. But, like, my thumbnails are so, like, cringy. Like, it looks like my mom, if she had a YouTube channel, like, it's just... It's like I'm trying too hard without being cool. It's like uh, the worst combination. Uh, so I'm just uh, happy to just abandon that YouTube channel and move sure. on with if my it, life. If it makes you feel better, I, um, I've i gone back and edited older thumbnails like multiple oh, times. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Okay. So like once if like if you feel you have improved and you do want to keep keep up, with I haven't that, improved, can... though. That's the problem. Well, okay. well, you know, you never know. You can give it a shot. Give it a shot. See what you see. How you feel. And and maybe I have improved. I don't know. I just, I think my aesthetic has changed. Like my understanding of what makes a good YouTube thumbnail has changed Mm -hmm. a lot in the last, you know, five years or whatever. (sighs) Anyway. Growth. um, (laughs) Welcome to Amusement Sparks, the theme park design show. I'm your host, Andrew Spahn. And with us today is Sam Wright from Sam vs. Sam on YouTube. Hey, Sam, how are you? Oh, hey, Andrew. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be back. It's always nice having you on the show. This is our fourth theme park. This is our third, third theme third park. Theme park and fourth fourth episode. Yeah, I yes. was on that. I was on that Black Lives Matter episode with God's Will. Right, and, and for um, that was yeah. awesome. But for yes. our theme parks, we did uh, a Metal, Metal Gear, Gear Solid and then a WWE. Yes, and, and now we are here today to talk about PlayStation. Wow, what a segue! Dang, man. Um, <laughs> Before we dive into it, like that segue was so good that I just have to mess it up. Um, what have you been up to lately? How's how's your YouTube going? Uh, YouTube is going very good, thank you. I I um I have a lot of fun with YouTube. I I, I um it comes through. Let me tell you that is not. <laughs> I appreciate that. I um it's it's literally just something I do for fun to like entertain myself. To use a wrestling term to go back to WWE, it's to, like, I I I do it to pop myself. You got to pop the boy, you got to <laughs> pop yourself. So I, I I do it for me. And if people That's enjoy great. it along the way, I am very uh, I'm very happy that they do. But it's it's going very good. I'm um, I'm uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. And actually, we I'm getting ready to jump into um, my thematic October spooky month uh, here in a couple of days. Um, so starting last year, we decided to make a tradition where we like I do like. Halloween and spooky themed videos for the month of October and so um, Zach who's on the channel is playing Limbo and I'm playing this game called The Medium which is just which is just a lot it's a it's, it's a good game but it's just a lot and uh, I'm not a very I'm a very um, I'm, I, I'm what the internet would describe as a soft boy and so of course. horror doesn't really jive with me in the way it jives with other people. So it's been very fun trying to navigate that feeling. But yeah, it, that's that's coming up, and I'm really excited. So if you want to look at look at me be scared at video games, go to YouTube.com/slash/Sam versus Sam. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. That's great. Um, yeah. yeah, I really love Halloween. I really love video games, and oh, that's exciting. So you're gonna do like a whole month of kind of themed content yeah. in a way yeah and it's not just and it's not going to be all video games but there's going to be a couple of other types of like spooky like it's literally just themed around like hey october's v- vaguely spooky let's make a let's make a, a the channel about it for a month that yeah. is exciting to hear and i saw you've been doing some pokemon stuff on that is that a uh, a normal uh game series for you or is it kind of a special thing you're trying out with crystal 
Um, so it's it's a normal thing. So um, we it, the the problem with with scheduling, as you know, is that you have to rely on other people's schedules to do anything. Oh, um, tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right? And I um, had to reschedule. This is our, our third different day that because uh, I had to cancel <laughs> twice. <laughs> My bad. No, I think I had. No, I think we were both. We're one for one because I had to cancel one, and then you had to cancel one. I don't even remember that. But whenever you canceled it, I was gonna have to cancel it if you didn't. So, uh, cat's out of the bag now. I um no, but it's it's one of those things. So so. The other thing about the t- the people that I do my channel with Cole and Zach is that our attention span is is. <laughs> Not very long, and so we always want to, like, not that we're, we're not capable of finishing things, but we also want to do the next thing immediately, and so we're yeah. playing, like, 70 different games together, and so <laughs> trying to find time to record all of those is, is, a, is a logistical nightmare, and so Pokemon is a series that we're doing that we are going to continue, and I would like to play more Pokemon on the channel, but it is, it is, um, it's on there, we're, we're, do, we're doing it cool like that's a series i've loved my whole life and like just seeing different people's treatment yeah. of that series is really fun to see pokemon pokemon crystal the gold silver crystal games i think are my favorite gen of cool pokemon. yeah it was a really exciting era for sure it was like everything like it was it's, it's like it's the one and only era of pokemon where you could go back to the previous games region and do all of that stuff like yeah. it was and to this day, I'm pretty sure it's the only one. Like it's it was groundbreaking, and it still is. And uh, I really like absolutely. Pokemon and Crystal. like all all the stuff they added, like, and I feel like technology, or like video games, were new enough then that like the first generation of Pokemon is pretty archaic by today's standards. But at mm-hmm. the moment, it felt really cool. And then that second generation was like, whoa! Yeah. So I can only imagine what the third generation is going to be like. Like it was yeah. really brave uh, frontier, like an exciting time where you're like, I know what the last yeah. one looked like. This is only my second data point here, but it's so cool and like yeah yeah. Well, like if you think about like comparing them, like I, I know this isn't about Pokemon, but like I but I, I'm, now you've got me on a tangent. But like if you, <laughs> even if you compare just the first one and the second one, like when you go to the second one, like you have the animated sprites, you have a day night cycle, you have a um, you have like cell phone, cell phone, the ability to go back and battle trainers that you already battled and, and all kinds of stuff. And it's just like, and again, the train that takes you back to the, to the previous to Kanto to do all that stuff, the original gyms. And it's just like, it propelled it so far forward. And it was, such, it's such a great, great generation. And crystals is kind of like this big culmination of all of it. Um, so I can laugh. Amazing. Cool. And yeah, thanks for returning to the show. It's always uh, fun working with you. And this is, um, yeah, our third time doing a theme park together. And actually, we're returning to a topic that's been covered in the past uh, with Aaron Wagner, who was uh, my coworker at the time. We were, we were both teachers. And um, so like we shared a classroom together and like we were super good buddies at that school. So like this episode was really special to me. But like, we left a lot on the table, like PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2, trying to cover that in one episode. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's huge. So well, I'm so, so excited to get to go back to it. Andrew, I don't know if you, you knew this or not, but there's been three other PlayStations since since the PlayStation 2 came out. And Are you serious? I'm so I, serious. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just got a <laughs> PSP, and I thought that was the most cutting-edge thing. <laughs> I've invested heavily in UMDs. What are you, what are you talking about? Uh, we've got to we've got to talk. I've got some news for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think originally we were we were trying to just cover the entire like. I think at that point it was up through PS4, like trying to cover the whole thing in one episode. We're like, mm, let's maybe just do one and two, and uh, we still didn't cover all of that for both of those. And it's a kind of chaotic thing trying to 
design a theme park around an entire franchise. It's like trying to design a, a VHS theme park. It's like, oh, so every movie that came out on VHS? Okay. Uh, that's going to be kind of a scattershot thing. Like, you're going to select, you know, narrow down your selections there. Uh, but yeah. So I don't know exactly how we will um, sort which games to cover today, but I mean, I guess we'll be talking and then one of us will say the thing and then we'll kind of talk about it. And that's how podcasts are done, kids. <laughs> A little peek behind the curtain there. Hopefully that wasn't too inside baseball for you all. Um, but usually, you know, we got two people. We each have a microphone actually going and recording right now. And uh, we can hear each other speaking. And so, like, when, when Sam says something, like, I will have a reaction to it of some sort. Like, I don't know if it'll be laughing or if it'll, like, spark some kind of thing in my head. And I'll be like, oh, and this. Like, um, it's just kind of a conversation, honestly. It probably won't be laughing because I'm not funny. Um <laughs> well, I sometimes I laugh when something's awkward. Like just now, um, if you rewind one second, you'll hear me uh, laughing at something that wasn't that funny per se. But I just like, I think you're an endearing person. I like your style. And that makes me laugh. I'm laughing because I'm entertained. Not necessarily because, I mean, what is humor anyway? What makes us laugh as humans? What right? is art? What is art? <laughs> what are questions? You know? Dang. We're asking the big ones, but what yeah. even are they? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, lot, much to much to ponder indubitably Because you did cover like PS1 and PS2, I, I don't yeah. want to tread too heavily on that. I, honestly, we could probably spend the entire episode just talking about PS4 and That's like true. not even not even touch PS3, like if we wanted. Um, but because I think the PlayStation 4 is 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 one of the one of the better consoles of that ex- has existed. It sure was a success, right? Yes. Like and and still is. I mean, like. I feel like it's right up there with like the Switch and the PlayStation Two, just like top consoles, best library, super well received. Well, because I think it was when like like Sony really took a moment during the PlayStation 4's life to be like, hey, why can't we make really meaty like well crafted single player narrative video games, and really took a lot of their stuff to the next level. Um, including God of War, which if you would have told me uh, years ago, obviously before 2018 when God of War came out, that Sony was going to create a God of War game where Kratos was a dad and was working on his anger, and that was going to be compelling and maybe one of my favorite (laughs) games of that year, maybe of that generation, I would have laughed in your face. But But they did it. They made it. They did it and um, they nailed it knocked out of the park yeah like won a ton of awards yeah and like kind of defined the early days of the console in a way Mm -hmm. like that was the one everyone had to get like i think my playstation 4 came with god of war like it was like a super iconic game for the that generation yeah um but yeah i mean that that's kind of like the playstation 4's bread and bread and butter i think like i've I've been and up until very recently because I did I did I do have a Xbox Series S now um, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit um, but like I've got like the the PlayStation Triangle Circle X Square buttons tattooed on my arm like I like 
I've been a PlayStation gamer for basically my entire life. I mean, five generations. <laughs> five generations? Like, literally. Five, I, well, I, I haven't been able to yet participate in the fifth generation as... as, as uh, but as you exist m- within it. You're still I do a fan exist. of... I'm within the generation. I mm. follow the generation with fervent... Uh, with foaming mouth and fervent desire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, my. But I, <laughs> I may have told this story way back when we did the um, the Metal Gear episode. But um, I've been I've been I've been a PlayStation guy for, you know, since I was a little kid. And one of my first experiences I can remember was playing the original Metal Gear Solid with my dad on the PlayStation one. And so yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and so it, awesome. it holds a, it holds PlayStation holds a very special place in my heart. Same way that even though I don't necessarily jive with Metal Gear and Hideo Kojima anymore, mm. it still holds a special place in my heart. That's a long story. Yeah, there's like tons of beef between you and Metal Gear Mondays now, right? No, don't do that. No, <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was like, wait, did I just like strike a nerve? I was no, kind sorry, of trying was, to make was, a joke. I was, I was taking a sip of my ginger ale and it caught me. <laughs> okay, jeez. <laughs> You scared me. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no. I my beef is with the Metal Gear. I tell you what, doing Metal Gear Mondays for for six, almost seven years, makes you really uh, makes you really examine a creator and its games, and it makes you really kind of uh, despise that creator and their games in a way. <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, they say like never meet your heroes. Like you're probably going to be disappointed if you zoom in too close on this thing. Like take the inspiration and move on into your own thing. Like you mm-hmm. don't have to fixate um, unless you're truly like, yeah, um, unconditionally loving that person. Like if you're going to be open to criticism, then you're probably going to find more things to critique the deeper you go. Interesting. Very but yeah, interesting. That, that series is super important and like the first you know metal gear solid game on playstation one was like super super iconic for that series and it was one of the reasons i wanted to buy a playstation because i had a demo disc of um with uh metal gear solid on it it's like mm-hmm. i need to be able to play this whole game it looks so mm-hmm. cool yeah so you know what i think we do because the playstation 4 has obviously so many games but the playstation 4's games um are mostly like the series in there are are they it mostly captures the games that were on the PS3 worth talking about. True. So we could really just focus on I PS4. think that's a great idea. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. It's true. I like that. And I feel like a ton of of well I guess this is kind of true for all each generation of Sony, but most of their really iconic games are exclusives to that platform which makes doing a podcast about them much more convenient, you know, versus yeah. things that are like cross-platform and it's like, oh yeah, this was also on PC and mm-hmm. Xbox when it came out. It's like, well, yeah, but it's not really a PlayStation game. This one, they're pretty like um, iconic yeah. to that console. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool, so, man. Like, I'm stoked about that. They they have this thing and I, these are I, these are the first like four games I I think we could we could talk about. Um but there was this there was this period of time where they had these it was like the four pillars of PS4 uh and these are these are these like big exclusive games that everybody was was really really talking about and and I, somebody's going to get mad at me because I'm I'm probably going to get like one of them wrong but they were talking about God of War obviously um 
Ghost of Tsushima. I, I know, and then Death Stranding, and then I believe Bloodborne were like the four pillars of PS4. Like these were the games that got like dropped. Like they got dropped in like like four specific points of the PlayStation 4's life cycle. I got. They were like yeah. they were like the big hype games, and so we could start with the first one of those four, which is Bloodborne. Sure. And Bloodborne. Let's do it. Bloodborne, every good amusement park, and I that's generalizing because I know a lot of amusement parks don't actually have this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I, this is America and I can do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's a podcast. What are they going to do? Shut us down? You can't catch us. Pirate radio. <laughs> <laughs> every good amusement park has a horror theme thing. Yes. Like Absolutely. A fun house or like a like a Halloween haunt. Not a fun house, a scary house. A scary house. A scary <laughs> house. Hall of Mirrors, if you will. And uh, yeah, Bloodborne's a pretty good theme for that. Yeah. Bloodborne is like the I love Bloodborne so much. I'm not good at it. I've never beaten it, but it, the aesthetic <laughs> the aesthetic is yeah. immaculate. Um yeah. It's just this gothic horror gothic cosmic horror like slash em up fest and man if if i feel like we have to do like a haunted house themed like haunted maze almost themed after bloodborne where all these like creatures are in there like trying to come after you that's so cool and i like yeah i like when you said maze that like spark some things for me that you could it could start in a house and then go out and like go through some alleys or go into some woods or something like that but yeah that's super cool it is a super iconic um art style it's drawn from a lot of sources but it's like it's pretty clearly bloodborne the character designs and the weapons and stuff yeah that that sounds great i i like the speed of that game is really unique and like that's the thing that feels like this would be a very unique kind of haunted house or haunted maze experience is mm-hmm. I feel like things move so quickly in that game. Yes, that's because because the difference, a lot of the difference, and that was a thing that kind of tripped a lot of people who were who had played like like Dark Souls before, right. was that Bloodborne was it, it was a very it was a similar formula. Obviously, the the Souls games have a very similar formula, and they've obviously inspired so many other games with similar formulas. But mm-hmm. the thing about Dark Souls, it's all about patience and and taking your time and blocking and just kind of kind of going through the motions and bloodborne was was you know it was also about patience in a way but it was really about like okay move in get your hits back up quick dodge yeah super active yeah 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 and so that i think that that kind of vibe ties itself really well to like a like a haunted maze like like if 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 you listener are like me uh you do you want to get out of a haunted maze as quickly as possible (laughs) (laughs) so it's like a haunted obstacle course or something yeah 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 something like that i like that or or just the 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 people dressed up like the scarers move really quickly like the costuming Mm -hmm. has to be able to be pretty agile and they can yeah i think that that sounds really cool that's a great one yeah i love it and then so we'll have that and then i think that flows nicely into what i remembered was the actual fourth pillar (laughs) Oh shoot! <laughs> which is uh, which is a great and and this is you run into some murky cross. This is where you run into some cross like uh, cross property 
murkiness in a way. Mm-hmm. But the the what I was thinking about, it was I was thinking about God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, and Spider Man. Nice. So Marvel Spider Man, Insomniac made Spider Man, and Spider it was like it is the best Spider Man game that they have ever made. Um, <laughs> and it's true. It's so good, and yeah. yeah basically what everyone remembered the old spider-man games being with being like on playstation one mm-hmm. they don't hold up um no, but this no, one no. will like this one is so much better than that it just if you feel like you're spider-man like I oh, mean, yeah, that's absolutely. what they're trying to do and they really did a great job from like the first moment i still remember like booting that game up and watching that opening cutscene, and then the cutscene just seamless seamlessly no loading screens no like the graphics and like just seamlessly transitioned into you swinging and I was, it blew me away. And I was like, this is what, the Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. I have, I, another thing I have tattooed on my body. And, um, like, it was so cool. And, and, and Spider-Man lends himself to a roller coaster. A hundred percent. Yeah. Are you thinking, like, where you're, it's mimicking the swinging around the city kind of thing? I think so. I think, I'm thinking lots of curves, lots of loops. I think, um, Spider-Man had a lot of aerial battles and I feel like you could, you could, take a roller coaster through like through like a like a battle in the air with the vulture electro or something like i think i think uh, just a real fast lots of lots of loops and turns and uh, for for spider-man i think it's the type of i love that sound yeah i think we all understand what you're saying (laughs) yeah 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 that's adrenaline baby (laughs) dude amazing that's super cool um, for anyone who is like a super fan of amusement parks out there, I know that we've done a Park Souls, Dark Souls theme park, and there's been a Spider-Man theme park, but this can be an amazing like nexus connecting these different things together because the PlayStation 4 games in these franchises are like uniquely their own. Like I feel like the Spider-Man game that's just called Spider-Man, um, it stands alone from the Spider-Man property in the spider-man universe um and even the spider-verse you know it's its own thing and so like using yeah connecting it together and celebrating spider-man in as many different places as we can is worth doing especially if we focus on like the kind of unique things that make the playstation 4 game special like that kind of costuming that kind of art style i'm here for it for sure I, I, we can have a little piece. It's, it's like a little advertisement. So it's like, oh, you like this Bloodborne oh, ride? Cross check promotion. The, yeah. Check out the Dark Souls theme park uh, across the street. Yeah. You know, if you want to, another. If you want to, well, I mean, I guess depending who you ask, a bad time, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like get, calling it a fun house. It's like, well, yeah. it's not really. Yeah. Mm, get yeah. good. <laughs> uh, yeah. The the tagline on that episode was "Prepare to have fun instead of prepare to die," <laughs> which mm-hmm. is like. Oh man, so uh, yeah, we, we did what we could to make it a fun experience, but it is inherently terrifying and horrible. So, yep, yep. Uh, yes. uh, dude, Spider Man sounds like a really great one, and yeah, the transition areas might be a little awkward, but that's normal for theme parks. You know, you're gonna yeah. have a pirate ship next to like a futuristic sci-fi coaster. It's like this eh. is how it goes, baby. This that's is how, how it goes. goes. <laughs> that's the business exactly i mean yeah if you're if you're going through your playstation 4 library it's not going to be a very cohesive seamless transition transition from one game to the next it's like no they're different games on the shelf like yeah they're different deal with it yep <laughs> and and that transitions me into the third pillar which is death stranding cool do you have any experience with this game oh andrew 
<laughs> this is a Hideo Kojima game. I have a lot of experience with this game. Um, I've never played it. I've watched a lot of, of playthroughs. I was really hyped for it and read a ton of stuff about it before it came out. And then it came out and I was just like, mm, I, it seems cool. I think I'll like it. But um, I just don't play video games much anymore. So I never even picked it up. I'll say this about Death Stranding. Death Stranding, um, and I, somebody's going to listen to this and, and think that I'm just the most the dumbest human on the planet. But um, Death Stranding is one of those games, like, it has a lot of potential. There's a lot in, there's like a good chunk of things in there that I really enjoyed. I think the exploration is fun. Um, I think just, just going in, if it was just a game about delivering packages across the country and, and, and traversing, I would, I would have had a great time with it, but then the story had to be there. Um, and, and everything, everything Hideo Kojima had to Kojima, Kojima it up. And he, um, put a lot of really unnecessary stuff in there. A lot of really great performances, um, in that game. Um, some not so great, but, um, we, we actually had a chance on when I was still on Metal Gear Mondays to interview Tommy Earl Jenkins, who plays um, Die Hard Man, the guy with the mask, um, and he's one of the one of the characters in that game that delivers a really great performance, and it was really cool to talk to him. But overall, the, it was just like it, it was the thing that made me realize that I didn't want to do a podcast about Hideo Kojima anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, brutal. I mean, you've had a whole journey, years long journey with that that creator. It's really yeah, mm-hmm. an interesting thing. This is a game I love listening to people talk about. Um, <laughs> it's so divisive, right? It's just yeah. it's yeah, it is, and just like describing the specific little moments or little nuances that people like and don't like is all really captivating. Um, it sounds like it would be a weird theme park experience. <laughs> I think yes, yes, in a way, and no, in a way, because it depends on how you twist it. Because what I was thinking about, so um, one uh, something that has has grown in popularity over the years has been like rock climbing, bouldering, that kind of thing. And I wonder if there's a way to do like a, like a, cause this game is all about um, traversal. It's all about moving across, finding ways to get across obstacles, climbing up mountains, climbing down mountains, using ladders and all kinds of stuff that, that people leave around for you to get across these things. So I thought, why not make like an abnormal shape, like bouldering thing. And then like you can pick like, two or three tools at the bottom of the hill and then you can use those to get up to the top of the the hill and then you climb back down and then when you use your tool you leave it there so that people can use the tool you left to get past it and they can use their tools and then maybe like their tools of people that came before you can help you get down and then just have like this weird like asynchronous like like bouldering experience Mm-hmm. I do like that. That's a, a cool moment, that asynchronous stuff, kind of like in Dark Souls or something, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, someone else has been here. Like, it's a, a really interesting experience. Yeah. Um, that sounds cool. That was one of the cooler things about it was that, like, you could you could, you could could spend a bunch of time just, just leave, like, building bridges and, and building highways and constructing zip things, lines. knowing zip lines, yeah, knowing that people would use them uh later and it would help them and that's like it's it's a very cool it's a cool like it's it's legit like Hideo Kojima who is I I think the king of blowing smoke up his own butt um (laughs) tried to say that Death Stranding was like a new genre video game and it wasn't but 
like that asynchronous multiplayer he did i i have to admit he used that in a very effective way that's one of those things in there that i did enjoy was like this asynchronous multiplayer being a primarily cooperative thing as opposed to like you going in and combative like, yes sabotaging yeah sabotaging right like some other person it is like you're you're all being like the good kids on the playground playing together like and i think maybe that's because it's asynchronous so you can't just go kick someone off the mountain or whatever like, yeah exactly yeah they kind of nintendo it a little bit where it's like oh yeah you can kind of interact but not in a naughty mm-hmm. way at all mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's really cool like the idea of just kind of like a chill um big maybe expansive of, of land to explore and like some really beautiful vistas and you could do zip lines like there could be some kind of thrill type things um but yeah also the thrill of discovery of traversal and seeing who has been here before it sounds almost, like a poetic and beautiful experience you want to make it extreme though uh of course obviously it's a theme park we need to trash it up a little bit <laughs> turn it up so to the, 11 unnecessarily so the, the other part of this game obviously is these this like this like black goo these things that are like like they're invisible but like not and they like they they're i forget i forget what they were even called at this point but they like come out of the ground and like attack you right so what if you have this exact same experience and you can set it on schedules right so it's like okay from here to here it's a calm bouldering experience from here to here it's the, it's the time trial mode and so you have to get to the top in a certain period of time mm-hmm. and you're being chased by these like monsters while you do it cool yeah so I like that to, a lot. Yeah, so instead of like taking it at your leisure and finding the best way, you have to just go for it and and, and move fast and have challenge yourself, stretch yourself a little bit. That's really cool. And you could kind of set it up where there's like a tutorial area to get up to like the lo- the first you know step of the, up the mountain, and then like from there, there's maybe branching paths of intensity, or you can just go back down at that point. That sounds cool. It sounds like a pretty novel thing. It doesn't feel like a theme park. It feels more like you know a travel experience but yeah. then there is this like more hardcore Where challenge kind of mode flips, yeah yeah that sounds great very yes. cool that was one when you when you named the pillars i was like oh death stranding how's that gonna be a theme park? yeah I, I i thought about that for a little bit i was like i listen as much as i like as as much as my experience however that was with death stranding was it's hard to deny that it was a very critical game on the ps4 like people were mm-hmm we're starving for it until it came out, you know, and it's, it's important. It is. It is important. It was a pillar. It will always be associated with the PlayStation 4, including mm. the PlayStation 4 theme park. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> nice coverage. We got through it. We did get through it. We can leave Kojima behind for a little bit. <laughs> I'm content to never talk about him again after this. Com- Yay, I did. Wow, we'll see about that. <laughs> we'll see about that. No, oh, good. I'm making it a point to not talk about Metal Gear Solid on this on this podcast, aside from what I've already talked about. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> Thanks. You're doing great, honey. You're doing great. <laughs> to slide into ghost of tsushima which was i believe my game of the year last year um um it's just such a cool game 
It's so beautiful. And it's just mm-hmm. like everything about it is wonderful. And I think there's, <laughs> I think there's something it's poetic. To, yeah, thank you. I think there's something poetic about, too. So um, uh, Sucker Punch developed Ghost of Tsushima, but they also developed Infamous Second Son. And yeah. Infamous Second Son, which we'll get back to Infamous later, was like the, what I would call the first like really big game on the PlayStation 4. Um, mm-hmm. And Ghost of Tsushima was like the last really big game on the PlayStation 4 before the PS5 came out. And so right. for Sucker Punch to bookend the life of the PlayStation 4 is kind of poetic to me. It is really cool. And to see how far they progressed yes, in exactly. that number of years. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And Ghost of Tsushima is like a feudal Japan, like the the scenery would be really beautiful like i think this theme park should be on like a huge amount of property so that the death stranding place can have its beautiful views and then ghost Mm -hmm. of tsushima can have like really cool like mountains in the background and that sounds awesome man yeah and i and the thing about ghost of tsushima is that like i i'm trying to figure i was trying to figure out like what i would do with ghost of tsushima to like like what would it be a ride what would it be and i don't think it would be a ride it would be an attraction but also, I feel like this is where you would get, like, your food. Like, the food at the park. Because, like, like the Japanese food. Ugh, I would love just to just be there and to eat all the food right. there. But I feel like this might be the place where you can, like, go in and, like, have, like, a, quote, samurai duel. You know, like, and, like, you get, like, a kendo stick and, like, you're padding and you can, like, have a, have a, have, like, a duel. And, like, learn how to, mm-hmm. learn how to do, like, sword stances and kendo and samurai stuff and i think that would be really a really yeah. good like, attraction right that's really cool i like doing like a a little japan type of thing of like here's just kind of like there's shops there's restaurants like you kind of get the cultural experience in a way almost like a museum type of thing but there could also be like a, a stunt show or something like mm-hmm. kind of integrated into it um because yeah. yeah it's a game with a lot of action but also like the world itself kind of keeps going when you're not there like it yeah. feels like a real world because like um, as, as yeah. like as fun as like the stuff like i had a, like i said i've had a lot of fun with the combat um the action was so good but i felt like a lot of the times that really stick with me are the times when i was just like running through the grass chasing a fox trying to find a fox den or like sitting at a sitting at a clearing of trees and making haiku like i you know like there it has this potential to be like a really peaceful place to be and you have this like at the center yeah. of it this like attraction where you're learning how to sword fight and be, be a samurai you know and then obviously like the food around it but i just think it's like it would be a cool slice of life place you know yeah it is a really interesting thing how video game consoles have evolved so much and like graphics have gotten so mm-hmm. much better where on playstation one or two if you had like a really beautiful view it wouldn't really look like much. Yeah, be like oh, it looks like a dang video game. Like, where are there? Why are there no characters in this shot? Um, versus modern games like PlayStation Four and beyond, it's like yeah, just having like kind of a, cl- a slow, quiet, beautiful area is really like enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Having little subtle quiet moments is a special thing. Like even in Spider Man, just like standing there and seeing what yeah. people do as they walk by is so much more engaging than playing grand theft auto three and standing there and seeing who walks by like it's right. a similar experience but like totally different <laughs> um well, so i think that this theme park could have some quiet moments like that and it would yeah. be representative of the console really yeah i agree because like that's the thing there's a reason why like the prevalence of like the photo mode on the ps4 and like yeah. that generation of games was, was there for a reason like 
it's so they're all of the games are so pretty like just take a moment and take it all in you know absolutely so yeah similar experience here mm-hmm. is that's super cool yeah oh i love that yeah. but so oh go ahead forget slice of life <gasps> are you ready wait for... slice of life we, we should have made a joke about that because <laughs> of the katanas okay <laughs> your segue oh that i screwed up but yeah it's okay <laughs> as you're saying <laughs> sometimes sometimes you're allowed to screw up a segue when it's funny um okay sometimes uh, not all the time yeah not all the time don't, don't make a habit of it no um yeah sorry are, are yes, you sir. ready for three roller coasters in a row oh my goodness i've never heard of such a thing okay. um but yeah i mean just hypothetically i think i could i think i'll figure it out uh yeah let's go all right number one uncharted of course obviously like like what a huge franchise and that totally made the playstation 3 by the way that franchise yes absolutely in my opinion i was obsessed with that series and uncharted 2 were such phenomenal games uncharted 3 i i don't i don't like uncharted 3 as much as 1 and 2 it's it's a it's a Mm -hmm. good game but i think out of all the uncharted games including 4 and lost legacy um i think that um 3 is probably my least favorite but still still a great game um but like talk about like you can't talk about the ps3 and the ps4 without talking about uncharted obviously right and and it was a pretty early game uncharted 4 was like in the first year of playstation 4 right something approximately it came out pretty 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 early on like we had we've had it for for a while right but it it felt like such an upgrade from the playstation 3 games yeah um and the fact that it was kind of the end of the series and had some kind of like nostalgic elements to it. Like it was a really cool way to be like the PlayStation four is like an evolution. Like this is a step beyond the PlayStation three. Like it, it definitely felt like the seeing where that series evolved f- made you realize how the consoles had evolved too. just like the graphical changes, um, the aging of the characters and like the kind of nuance and like maturity of the storytelling, I feel like has, has changed a lot. Yes. Especially if you go back and play like Uncharted 1 or God of War 1, for example. It's yes. like, no, PlayStation oh 4 goodness. is here to like win some Oscars. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not just about like popcorn stuff anymore. Well, so that was the thing, too, about Uncharted 4 um, that I really that I don't think a lot of people really talked about. It was something that I really loved about it, um, which obviously spoilers for the ending of the Uncharted games. If you're, you know, if like if you're not privy to them already, but like the first three uncharted games on the ps3 had these like weird supernatural elements that happened that got tied into the end like the endings of all their games and i think like one was like like pirate zombies and two was like these like blue beast men in a secret city and then three was like this this like hallucinatory like drug that made you like it was this whole this whole thing four very pleasantly had none of that it was just like this like swashbuckling end to an era and it was i was just like i was bracing for it the entire time and it never happened i was just like this is great i love this i love that they chose to do this it it was actually a weird like it was a weird like way to turn expectations on their head and yeah they subverted it by doing kind of the normal thing that you would have expected if they hadn't just tricked you the last three times exactly yeah but (laughs) it was cool I was very, I was very pleased about that so uncharted uncharted 4 it's my favorite uncharted game i think it's like for me it goes Four, two, one, Lost Legacy, and then three, I would say, is my my order. That's pretty reasonable. Um, I like that. I don't know if I can agree 100% because I don't remember how I feel about the PS3 
Vita one, oh, which I, I like I, a lot. I, I never played the PS Vita one. That's so I, right. I can't. But I can't. I can't. In general, your list is allowed to stand. Uh, just so you know, I okay. sign off well, on I, it. It's I, pretty great. I thank you. Um, <laughs> I know that matters a lot. <laughs> it does. It really does. But you're seeing this as a roller coaster. Yeah. Well, think awesome. about like how like high octane. Like, there's a lot of like climb. Like, the thing about the climbing portions of it, obviously, the traversal is that like, you know, we have the Death Stranding thing, we have the bouldering thing. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about Uncharted as like this, this like globe trotting like. You drive jeeps and you drag your your. He's dangling himself off the edge of a jeep, trying to shoot like it, jumping off of a train onto a snowstorm, and then tumbling down a hill, and then and then like and then like this this like angry Russian guy is trying to like chop his head off. Like it's just like it's just it's just always been so like boom boom boom. And it's another game that has its its quiet moments, obviously, but like it just it it goes. It's action. It's Indiana Jones. It's like this huge. It's like it's 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 this giant set piece and like what better like mm-hmm. like I'm I'm imagining like a, like the car is a jeep and you're sitting in the jeep and you're just like going through like the jungle and then like partway through like you're going on like loops and like turns and curves and then like these other tracks like come in beside you and like they've got jeeps and then there's just like like little explosions going off beside you and it's just like this whole like sensory overload experience and you're just trying to like keep up with everything and cool like i just think like it would make a really great like action ride i think that that's awesome too and and i had an instinct to react with like well and then you can have like laser tag experience on top of that which is kind of the thrill of the games is like there's all this crazy action going everywhere and you have to shoot the guys but also like making it more of like a family thing where it's like no it's just about like the chaos and action of the vehicle stuff and like motorcycles ramping over you and like you can you know go in you can potentially start the ride in a uh like gigantic airplane that's like transporting the jeep yes. and then you like parachute out. out like you yeah. can do all there's so many cool like yeah. moments like that that actual vehicles go through in those games um that sounds awesome man. yeah and i, I almost that. feel like you could implement like the laser tag thing in a way as well because like the way the way we're talking about this this theme park like it's going to be pretty expansive right um, why not like make the way you get around this park the uncharted jeeps and that's where you can implement that laser tag thing or like you've got other jeeps yeah. that are like under the jeeps of like other people that are traversing the park that like also have these tags and you can like combat each other and like there, it's like strategic stunt driving to get you to and from like that could be fun whoa yeah. that sounds awesome also I love the the subtitle of like strategic stunt driving sounds really cool it's like yeah. tactical espionage action in a way it's like that is a super cool description of the thing. Yeah. I love that. So I think I think because of how intricate Uncharted is to the PS3 and the PS4, I think obviously you have its own dedicated ride, but I think that's how you weaved Uncharted into the whole park in a way. Like it's this Amazing. It's like this generational undercurrent. Like it's the it's the pulse of the PlayStation. These these later generations of PlayStation. Yeah. I agree. I think that's really cool. And like you're kind of talking about traversing um, on like a bigger scale, like going across the lo- the globe, like globetrotting adventure, maybe this could be a thing that kind of goes around the outside of the park so you can go through the yeah. area that's like feudal Japan. You can be in the background of that area. So like you, maybe you don't see it from the Ghost of Tsushima area, but it's like it's on the other side of those mountain, that mountain range you saw earlier. And it's like it goes through the Death Stranding, like New Zealand looking is that what that game set in like Australia it's, or something? No, it's set in America. Is the that's oh, like is it? the United States? Yeah, that's where it's set. 
wild. Sure doesn't look um, like it. <laughs> it sure doesn't look like it. Yeah, maybe it's uh, yeah. But um, using reusing those same locales, we yeah. have these beautiful views. Like, you know, just have the jeeps roll through there, just like yeah. on the horizon where you can't really see it from uh, the other attractions. But we can use those those uh, that scenery to have these like pulse pounding jeep action moments. I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. Yep. Sweet dude. Yeah. So that's one roller coaster. One roller coaster. <laughs> roller coaster number two. Horizon Zero Dawn. Love it. This was uh, the first game I really got into on PlayStation 4. Yeah. Super cool. So pretty. So exciting. So cool. I really, really, really like Horizon Zero Dawn. And it's just like, I'm very excited for Forbidden West. That's coming out soon. Um, mm-hmm. But Zero Dawn is just like, like, like again, it's an, it could be an, it's another high octane kind of ride. And it doesn't... It, it maybe like isn't a roller coaster in a traditional way because the way that I'm thinking about it is you know how you have those like dino those like robot dinosaurs you can like take over and like ride on yeah like like something like is calling me to be like this is the robot dinosaur the one you can take over that's the car and right. then it's like it's non traditional in a way like maybe it's like running but like you're safe inside of it like you sit inside of it not on it. And, but, like, the mm-hmm. thing runs on a set path and, like, over hills, and those are your, like, ups wow. and downs. And then you're, like, running and you're, like, avoiding, like, the bigger dinosaurs. And then this could also implement that laser tag thing where you have, like, an arrow, oh. att- like, a bow and arrow attached to the thing where you can, like, turn and, like, <laughs> and, like, cool. like, shoot the dinosaurs from the from the back of the thing. And, like... That, that sounds amazing. I love that kind of like I, I think that's a thing that we could see in the future of actual theme parks too is like Honestly, once yeah. they have like yeah, robots that can run in a smooth enough like convincing enough way like those uh Boston Dynamics mm-hmm. style things, like that would be so fascinating. Yeah. Just like go yeah, and man. then like combine like real life things in the world with like AR and then you have the bow and arrow and mm-hmm. like all this stuff like it's just it just <laughs> it sounds amazing. And again, this is another thing. Like there are so many like really cool biomes in in Horizon where you could mm-hmm. like have this span like the whole park again in like a different like configuration to yeah. like get all these different right. biomes. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I love the art style of this game too. Like the way that the robots look and the way that like the humans like culture and their mm-hmm. clothing and stuff has changed over the years. Mm-hmm. It's really cool so yeah i would just be stoked to even like walk through the queue area to be yes. like oh look at all this cool you know horizon zero dawn stuff yeah. amazing and like you have those like giant like long neck ones that have the satellites on their heads and like that yeah you can like run up them and like be on the top of that and so you're just like high on top of the world and then like they run back down really fast because like one of the t-rex things is coming to attack like it's just again like it's chaos but in a different way from the uncharted chaos i think yeah that sounds amazing. And I see connections with other PlayStation 4 games we could make, like borrow some of the same technology too that we can get to in a little bit. That is a great idea. I love the innovations there. That's fantastic. And of course, third roller coaster. And I said we come back to it later. Infamous. Like that's the perfect second son. Second son, you can do infamous, infamous one, infamous two, infamous whatever. That's true. Like, because that's the thing is like part of like again when I think of like when I think of like which of these games would make for great roller coasters, I think 
what's a game that's about traveling like like going around the world but also like there's a lot of action happening all at once Mm -hmm. and i think about infamous because like you know it's it's all about getting around the world like the city and as you build your powers you move around quicker um Mm -hmm. and you're like up in the rooftops and you're down on the ground and like through alleys and there are all these like dips and turns and then you're like at a moment's notice you have to fight these like dudes in trash bags that throw fireballs at you you know what i mean so (laughs) right so um because i think this one again could probably be more of a like a traditional like style roller coaster which is like a lot of like flips and turns and you're just like going around like i i like the idea of centering it around second sun but like i like i will i will say going back to the ps3 like infamous like one infamous two like electricity uh coal and like the beast and like everything that had to do with like those first two infamous games that's the type of roller coaster i would want out of an infamous coaster it's just i'm with you do you think this could be in the spider-man area like can those two coasters kind of coexist within the same city biome you know i think they probably could because they're they're it seems like they might be kind of similar in a way like they move differently those characters like those worlds are different but we might be able to like make it a convincing thing where it almost feels like a continent when you zoom out and look at the whole theme park. It's like, oh yeah, there's a city here. Um, yeah, there's just you know mountains over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like, let's cool. head, let's head to the city zone, and that's where we'll interact with Spider-Man and Infamous. Like, yeah, I think that's that's a that's a great idea. I love the the different like powers and abilities in yeah Infamous is such a cool part of that game and it's it's a pretty good companion for spider-man for me like when i was playing infamous i was like i just kind of wish i was spider-man that'd be really cool in a lot of ways but then when i'm playing spider-man i'm like yeah but i wish i could like be whole right now like i wish i could (laughs) right so they uh it's a it's a cool like series like it's hard to pick a favorite between those two like franchises but they're both really cool and the things that they share are really special too you know what I? You know what I just thought about? Like, what a cool like what could make this like? It's a traditional roller coaster where there's not a lot of interaction. You just kind of experience mm-hmm. it. But a complication that I thought to make it like extra cool is think about like how in because like in Infamous the original ones you you're you have electricity right, but in Infamous Second Son you have a couple of different types of powers. So what if yeah. you could get into okay this line is for electricity. This line is for neon. This line is oh. for for um, for video, and then the roller coaster that you get on changes how you experience it based on the power that you're, you're riding in. And so you have That's like amazing five technically five different roller coasters in the same zone mm-hmm. that you're just going off on different paths and like having a different experience and things like that. That's really cool. Oh, yeah, that is a great idea. Super cool. And then you get to kind of like. There's more of a uh, replay value, so to speak. Like, yes. I'm going to go back, get in line again to try one of the other paths. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. All right. And I, and, I, and I boomed you because you know how I said three roller coasters? It's true. Four. I got four. <gasps> Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Just like the PlayStation 4. Just... Wow, that's so clever. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I know because this was originally a PS2 game, and then it got remastered for the PS3, and then again for the PS4. So I think that a Shadow of the Colossus roller coaster would be so cool. Yeah, like, I agree. That's one of my favorite video games of all time. Yeah, I Shadow think that's of, a great idea. Shadow of the Colossus is such a staple game. It's such a great game. Um, 
and it's and it's like it it has this design philosophy of less is more and it does it so mm-hmm. so well it predates the, the playstation 4 by quite a bit but even the playstation 2 game that was one of the first games where i liked the quiet moments and i like yeah. oh there's just like this lizard over here or there's absolutely nothing going on here there's just birds overhead mm-hmm. like those quiet moments felt so different. It felt so much more like so classy almost. Like I felt so grown up playing that game early. Like it's one of my favorite games ever. And it's because of the quiet moments and like the slow storytelling. And like you can tell the whole story in one paragraph, but it takes, you know, hours to complete. And like, it's a really enjoyable, quiet journey. It's beautiful. And so that's why I think I, I think it should be a roller coaster, but like I not like a like a high octane one like the last few, but like one of those ones that kind of like it's not like I wouldn't say meandering, but it's a lot a lot chiller like the hills. It's not as like fast. It's not as extreme, and you can kind of like weave your way through all of the colossi, and like as you kind of like go through, um, as you kind of like go through each one, like you can see it's like it like minding its own business because that's what they're doing. <laughs> And then, right. like, as you leave, you can, like, see it, like, collapse and, like, you know, like, disappear. And then you get through the last one. And then as you're pulling into the station, you see, like, the giant dark version of uh, of uh, Wander, like, like stomp towards you as you pull in underneath it. Like, I think that would be really cool. That's super cool. Man. Yeah, I like that idea. Like, that innovation of kind of, like, a quiet coaster in a way. Just like the Horizon Zero Dawn is, like not necessarily quiet but it's like just a different way to do a coaster it's essentially the same feeling but like giving it its own space to be its own thing it, it really is a beautiful moment and then um, I've got two like journey style right well not journey because journey is another playstation game we could talk about and i think <laughs> i think that that's a great game it is a great PS3. game but like if you, you think about like like rides like attractions like pirates of the caribbean and like like uh jungle cruise and like those kinds of those kinds of rides at disney mm-hmm. i'm thinking you could do a ride like that for um god of war and the last of us cool yeah because because uh, to go back as God of War is one of those four pillars and we didn't quite get to that one, but I was still kind of formulating in my brain what that could be because God of War is another one that's like big, high octane action, but like it has way more quiet moments than it like than it does. I think like crazy action moments and The Last of Us is just like this really bleak like I don't think a roller coaster would really serve The Last of Us. Like in God of War, the main way you like travel around to different zones is you're in that boat and you row around as Kratos. And I think like you get in a boat and you kind of like drift through the story of God of War and then kind of experience everything around you. And I think like being in like a like a like a car or a Jeep or something and doing the same thing with The Last of Us could be like a really good experience for that as well. That's super cool. Almost like I'm picturing like Pirates of the Caribbean almost thing where it's like there's like little vignettes of a story, yes. but there's still a little bit of like a roller coastery type thing. It speeds up when it's just like, oh, there's chaos and, and monsters and fighting, but like slows yeah. down when it's going through the story and all that stuff. That's really cool. I, I like the idea, like the setting of The Last of Us is not necessarily like the most immediately appealing thing, but I really do love that world. 
And it reminds me a lot of Nier Automata, mm-hmm. where it's like this just kind of future city that's kind of like falling apart a little bit, like yeah. being kind of repurposed. I think that would be a really cool thing to maybe have on the outskirts of the city that has, you know, Spider-Man and Infamous going yes. on. Yeah. There can be an area where it kind of fades into the future in a way. Um, by the way, from an overhead perspective, I think that we should set the whole theme park up to be shaped like the uh, the buttons, the four buttons that you have tattooed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be really cool. Maybe there's like a city at the intersection of the cross, but then there's like kind of a, you know, I don't know if it's shapes of mountain ranges or like an island in the shape of that thing or whatever, but I think it'd be so cool to mm. use that like iconography and, and kind of set things up because it kind of naturally falls into different themed lands in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, because I think, like, they use very, like you said, they have very thematically, like, like some of the games are set in cities, and some of them are set in mountains, and I think they kind of mm-hmm. naturally gravitate towards a zone. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird, like, looking over this list, it feels almost like they planned it all out, where they're like, yeah. it's kind of a spectrum from this game to that game, and in between there's, like, this one, and that one, and that one, where they each have their own unique spin like mm-hmm. spider-man and infamous don't overlap exactly but they're mm-hmm. like kind of close yeah um it seems like it's just like a really well-rounded like color palette of things here where it's like they're each cohesive they each stand on their own there's no no two yellows but like there's like a burnt orange and then like a dark yellow you know what mm-hmm. i mean like they each stand on their own but there's a spectrum there it's really interesting like um i'm remembering like red dead redemption 2 was a, a really huge one when that first came out and to me that that's <laughs> kind of in between a lot of these really but like i was picturing the moving mechanism that you had described in horizon zero dawn being a similar thing because red dead redemption is so like horseback driven but using that same mechanism just in a different area that kind of is a little more desert ish uh could be really cool and like you could use the laser tag stuff that we talked about from uncharted like it's kind of a lot of these are like yeah this but that (laughs) <laughs> in a way yeah they, they they that's the beauty of it is like they utilize each other to make unique experiences which is which is kind of like was kind of very much the playstation philosophy this last generation too it's like we're creating unique experience based experiences based off of familiar things you know wow yeah well said dude that's awesome i mean yeah what else are we missing here so we there's a couple of things like i feel like and we don't have to go into great detail about about like all these other things but i think like you know, uh, a bumper car based on a bumper car ride based on twisted metal. Like, of course, um, oh, obviously, um, I feel like there's gotta be like a, like, um, like a adult casino attraction based on the Yakuza games, you know? Um, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yakuza is so cool. And, and I love the like little kind of arcadey moments mm-hmm. in that series and like the little, um, I mean, literal arcades, but then also like the, the little claw grabber yeah. UFO games. Like there's just so many of those like dumb little cheap theme park carnival style things mm-hmm. that are just like they're in Yakuza. So we should have them throughout the theme park and it yeah. makes a lot of sense. And that's like, awesome. Yeah. So, so, so that, um, um, but the, so the other game that I wanted to throw in there and, and so I'm, I, I'm not sure what we would do with this one, but I feel like I enjoyed it quite a bit and I think it was a pretty solid, um, exclusive was, um, uh, Detroit become human. Cool. Um, I'm just not sure what you would do with it. I was just going to ask like, what's the experience like there? That's, I have no idea. Maybe <sighs> like, maybe that's like, um, maybe that's the gift shop and you can like create your own like robot. I don't know. 
for Android. Dang, I mean, that's ambitious. That sounds awesome, though. It's super ambitious. Um, <laughs> or, like, da- that's the other one. Another roller coaster probably would be Days Gone. Um, I think there are some people out there cool. that would uh, be upset with me if I didn't bring up Days Gone, including myself. I can't believe I forgot about it because <laughs> it's actually a, it's a pretty solid game. Um, and so, right? like, another one of those, like, motion roller coasters with, like, a motorcycle, like, that would be the experience there. One of the games that I keep, like, wanting to bring up is Watch Dogs Legion. Oh, was such yes. a cool game. I don't know if it's exclusive. I'm not exactly I, sure the so, status on that. I, I think it's on Xbox as well. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But that was such a cool game, such a, like, a beautiful art style. And it, it incorporates well into kind of the uh, infamous type of area, maybe between infamous and neurotomata type stuff. Like, that part of the city could be really cool. And that could be a really fun interactive experience. It is on Xbox. Oh, well, then they're out of the theme park. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> so I, I, I thought about the idea of like a kids land because i know a lot of theme parks have like kids lands like specific attractions for kids and i know that like i know that i would be remiss if i didn't bring up like a little big planet like kids coaster mm-hmm. um and then like that a, sounds awesome and then like a play area based on astro's playroom which is like cool. which is like a p it's like the ps5 tech demo basically but they're kind of positioning astro as like their new like mascot in a way and Astro's Playroom, yeah. I've seen some video clips of it, and it's like a really cool way to like show off what the PS5 can do. And Astro's mm-hmm. super cute, and I think he would do really well with kids. Yeah. Um, and Sackboy was huge. Like yes. that was such a cool iconic thing for the PlayStation Three. Um, I love that. Yeah, there's some stuff for kids on PlayStation Four. It's like oddly more adult. Like I yeah. bet that the ratings skew a lot more M than a lot of other consoles. But yeah, I, I mean, so. there's got to be stuff for kids here for sure. Yeah, there's plenty to do kids um i did change my mind about the main food food attraction though and i think this this will be be the last thing i think i i i have and this is this is uh kind of skirting into ps5 territory but i i i have to include this game in the in theme park uh bug snacks that fever dream (laughs) i don't know about this i'm googling it right now oh just with an X, Bug Snacks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. The art style is it. Uh, I'm getting spore vibes. Uh huh. And okay. it's just like everything is made of food, and like the limbs are food. Like everything is food, and I feel like that should be our like food court. Like this is. What <laughs> you eat the characters from mm-hmm. Bug Snacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that could be a cool like. Uh, yeah, I mean, bizarre experience, oh, but yeah. uh, really cool. Yeah. There's like hot dog monsters and yeah, you could make all kinds of crazy stuff out of that. That sounds like a cool uh, challenge for a chef, you know? Yeah. Well, I almost think too is just like you could like obviously like what I would suggest is you if you want to just get food and not deal with it, you can just go to a counter and order food. But like I, yeah. I almost think that like you should be able to go out and like hunt for quote your food and then bring it to a chef and they could prepare like a meal based on what you brought them. Nice. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That um, reminds me of like Monster Hunter too. That might be a cool way. Yeah. I realize that's not an exclusive right, by any but... means, but like that would be that cool Monster Hunter theme park yeah. idea. Um, 
That sounds great, though. I also, when you were first talking about, like, hunting your food, I'm, like, picturing an animatronic, like, skeleton, but yeah. it just has hot dogs making up all the arms, and so you... Like, <laughs> I was like, this is getting into some weird territory, but yeah. I uh, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. So I still think I still <laughs> think the Japanese skeleton. the Japanese food at Ghost of Tsushima Land should ex- should still exist, but I, I think this should be our main food mecca. It's the Bucks yeah. part for sure. Oh, <laughs> I just had two random flashes in my brain Go too. For it, dude. The kind of Japan area, mm-hmm. like Sekiro, could make an appearance, yeah. and then also Tomb Raider had that yeah. whole Japan like monster thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, these properties play well in these different like. They environments, do. I like sure. the idea of having like these biomes that are based like the city zone is like the square. The, go to the square zone. You've got like mm-hmm. the mountain zone is triangle. Like I, I really like that idea. Oh, that's a cool yeah imagery too. Like the logo. I'm mm-hmm. picturing the T-shirt. That's just the triangle, but it's like a mountain mm-hmm. from the side, and yeah, you could have different variants of it. Yeah. There's one. Yeah, with with the different characters on. That's super great. I did think of one like interesting wrinkle that we could do as well. And it kind of like, it's a, it's a perfect circle for this podcast where there is a little, there's an attraction where you can go based on the game dreams where you can design your own theme park in dreams. Whoa. Yeah. Meta, right? That's getting pretty wild. Yeah. Meta. Yeah. We've never done a theme park where you can design a theme park. Wow. <laughs> welcome to, welcome to <laughs> you can make amusement sparks in the theme like the amusement sparks amusement sparks podcast about the <laughs> podcast about designing your own I'm, okay i need a good i need to take a nap <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe we've been uh playing playstation for too long we need to take a break yeah we need to, take, we need to, rest, Dude, we need sounds... to rest our eyes and go outside i guess that sounds amazing though like that's that's such a cool thing like so many interesting ideas could could spark from that that ability to create stuff just like the game <laughs> dreams spark like, yeah yeah right i mean for sure like it can be an inspirational thing like i i love that and dude this theme park sounds so cool like yeah. i i I was picturing uh, it being a lot more chaotic and like disconnected. Like we initially talked about with, like games on a video game, like yeah. library, like they're all different from each other. But by the end of it, you know, yeah. I'm just seeing the commonalities. You're seeing, you're seeing I'm seeing the, the spectrum. You're seeing yeah. the vision. You're embracing the vision. And I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like an entire station that's like for play, like all kinds of different play. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like a PlayStation for your brain. Yo. You know? Uh, I don't know. That's too I was trying to fit four in there somehow. Uh, so that's the end of the podcast. I think we just crashed into a brick wall. Um, with that quote unquote joke. God, screwed up another one. Um, you <laughs> Sam. Go- you goofed it. <laughs> oh, brother. Um Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for bringing your expertise, your love for PlayStation, and uh, your creativity. That was that was a beautiful thing. Thank you very much. I, I like I said, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I very much enjoy uh, coming on the show and and doing this and hanging out with you. And um, I will I will come back as many times as you'll have me because we we definitely cool. we definitely ha- I I need to do I need to do some more due diligence. We definitely have an idea for another theme park that we're going to be doing together. Right. So we'll uh we'll keep that under wraps, but stay tuned. I'll be back. 
I'm stoked. I'm, I'm glad. I, we should keep this like this like six month cycle we've got going. Yeah. Keep it on. Um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. If the audience hasn't listened to your other episodes, check them out. But also look up Sam versus Sam on YouTube. Yes. And you've got that custom URL. I and do. Everything. That was like my goal. I was just like, I don't like I, if I don't get any more subscribers than this, like that's fine. If I can get to 100 subscribers so I can make a custom URL, I'll, I'll be golden. And then I'm just happy to do whatever else. But I, I hit that milestone last year. Um, and uh, I have my own custom URL. So you can go to youtube.com slash Sam versus Sam, S-A-M-V-E-R-S-U-S-S-A-M. Um, and that is also my Twitter handle if you want to follow me on there. Amazing. Yeah, thanks again for being on the show. We'll get you back as soon as we can. And uh, yeah. I really appreciate you, man. Your your YouTube stuff is is awesome. This was great. Ugh, bright things in the future. Very bright things. Beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. You can find Amusement Sparks at Amusement Sparks on social media and AmusementSparks.com. And I don't know what else to say, but here comes the theme music. What a show. Thanks, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>